You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layers Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Radke, here with Julian Andrews. What's up, Kyle? Julian, you just dabbed. No, I didn't. Mm. No, I did. You did. I did. I did. Uh, it's a morning. It's a morning. we got to get that energy up. We are recording this on a Thursday morning. Hopefully, you're also listening on a Thursday morning. That means that we did a quick turnaround and got this up right away. Um, before we move on, um, we, we mentioned this on Sunday. We're very, very excited. Or um, maybe we meant, yeah, on Sunday we did on, on for Monday's podcast. Um, we're very excited, DraftKings. Now, yeah. the official sponsor of the ba- all basketball network podcast, including the 10,000 Layups podcast. Um, you guys, go sign up. For, for DraftKings, there's so much stuff going on right now, whether it's basketball, um, the Masters is coming up. Um, yeah. if, if you're able to gamble um, uh, and, and do sports betting, whatever your state is, um, go check out, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament is, is, is obviously crazy. We're down to the Final Four. Um, one of my brackets is like in the running still, maybe for for winning. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm nervous and I'm trying not to to. Um, get too excited, um, but we'll see. Um, so download the DraftKings app now. Use the code TBPN during signups. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize, which is a lot of money. That's the code... $1 million top prize. That's, there's only one. Yeah, there's only, you. there's only one, and it's a million dollars. Um, TBPN, use that code, and you can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, so thank you to DraftKings. Um, Julian, the Wolves had a nice win last night. Um, they for beat real? They beat the Knicks 102-101 to at Target Center. Um, pretty good game overall, actually. Um, it's close. It, it was the first game for um, Bally Sports Network or, or whatever it's called now. Um, Bali. Bali. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, directions and pronouncing aren't my thing. Um, which, you know, when you host a podcast, I guess that's right. <laughs> the directions <laughs> two, we, two important things, yeah. but you know, whatever. Um, but no, f- fun game overall. Um, the Wolves improved to twelve and thirty-six on the season. Um, I mean, still no injury. They, somebody, one of my buddies, mentioned to me last night that there, there still hasn't been a celebration um, or tribute video to Tom, the Tom Thibodeau era in Minnesota. Um, which There's I will say, time. as fu- funny as I laugh at that text, it is funny that I mean, he was the first coach to get the Wolves to the playoffs in like twenty years. So. Um, yeah. But yeah, last night, uh, Towns, 18 points, 17 rebounds, 6 assists. 
um, Anthony Edwards. I mean, the, the real story here, if, if you're looking, is the fact that Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels um, combined for 42 points. Um, McDaniels was four for nine from the three-point line and, and really defensively is starting to look like, um, even though he's, he's just he looks so slight, defensively he's able to kind of switch between the perimeter and in the post um and he's so long so um he's been fun Beasley, to... Beasley kind of too came back a bit yeah Beasley looked good um yeah all five of his shots came from the three-point line so um yeah I mean like like we've been talking about the talent isn't necessarily the problem on this team it's just like how are you putting it together um so yeah um news around the league that's our news um this this podcast won't be super long today um one th- basically i wanted to talk kind of about uh sports cards and the, the and the market right now so um first off the we, we talked about this earlier this week prism came out which is going for like twenty three hundred dollars a box um i was in some breaks last night and and, and really didn't get get a whole lot but um got nothing yeah yeah didn't didn't really do too out but so people are wondering well okay so if, if a box is twenty three hundred dollars what are these cards going to go to um well Last night, the first Lamelo Ball Silver Rookie Prism went out, um, which is like the holy grail of mm-hmm. uh, rookies, and it went for one thousand nine hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yeah. Uh, so you have to hit a lot, and that to, to make that a worth to make that a worthwhile investment. And that's the thing. Um, so to put that into perspective, the um, like a Luka Doncic Prism from his rookie year. Uh, the the silver card um, is going for about eight thousand um, dollars. So um, if it's a nine, it goes for for about two thousand. So depending on what that card grades at, um, it, it's going to get really interesting here to see, especially with Prism coming out. Um, so there was news yesterday coming from PSA, um, and, and we we all knew that it was kind of the the, the joke among sports cards collectors that. PSA like you send a card into PSA and you'll get it in you know 2027 that, that that's the running joke because uh you know I, I have a bunch of cards there from last August that I've sent in and I still haven't they, they haven't really mm-hmm. updated in the system um you know I'm sending cards there you know I, I sent a Mike Trout uh rookie card there earlier this month and I did the express which is in the past I think it was like five days or ten days yeah. and um, it still isn't even in the grading process and that I sent that in like March 11th. So it, it tells you where they are. And earlier this, uh, spring, um, or late winter, I guess they did an upcharge and we covered that in this podcast. And basically they wanted collectors to really think about if, if you wanted to, or if you needed to send that card into PSA, um, you know, mm-hmm. I- instead of the, you know, ex rookie that, like for example, right before Jane McDaniels gets good, is it worth sending in twenty of his cards to PSA for for twenty five dollars a pop? When a year ago it was like thirteen or fourteen dollars to do, and that makes a difference, right? So um, totally. I, I think PSA was hoping that that would slow down the amount of um, submissions they got. Um, it apparently, did not. apparently, yeah. yeah, apparently it didn't do enough because um, PSA is halting about ninety. 95 or 98 percent of grading services um in in order to catch up it's uh you know they say the decision is is going until about july but we'll we'll kind of see where they're at that's a long time too um a couple things to unpack here i mean 
I think it's a decision made that's built on the customer's trust. Um, just because my cat is like going, like scratching something in the background. So <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's all good. Um, no, but like, it's, it's definitely, it's a decision. Like for me as a customer, that's good. I mean, granted I have like 200 cards at PSA. So for me, it's selfishly like, okay, yeah, let's just focus on those and we'll figure out the ones that I want to submit later. Um, you know, somebody else tweeted at me and said, you know, I, he'd been organizing cards that he planned to send to PSA over the last three months. Um, I'm not sure what to do. He, Zion Silver, um, uh, you know, a couple rookies, uh, Kobe rookie, Justin Herbert uh, rookies. Um, and that stinks. And I think the option is if you're looking for a quick turnaround, you probably just go through another grading service, which um, there are some like Beckett is like, I mean, Beckett is even further backed up than PSA is. So I don't know if that's like a real. Well, here's the deal, right? Like PSA, just because they're pausing accepting new cards, it doesn't really mean that your cards would have gotten done before that anyway. Right? Yeah. Because you would have to wait for all these cards that are in front of you to get graded either way. Yeah. It's, I mean, the the system is kind of tricky too, because like, obviously there's different services so if you sign Mm -hmm. up for like what used to be the 85 day service sure you're pretty much agreeing that you're gonna go nine months without seeing your card but then that can be pushed back because basically what people are doing is you know what they're like screw it if i'm gonna pay 25 dollars and wait nine months i might as well pay 50 dollars and try to get it in half the time well yes in theory that makes sense but when you have a bunch of people using that then you're just pushing it's the purpose yeah, yeah you're, you're pushing everything back um so basically people are sending in cards to get graded that probably i don't want to say they shouldn't get graded but maybe maybe they shouldn't be graded shouldn't get graded yeah. and, and they shouldn't pay the premium that they're paying but they just want them back so badly that they're willing to kind of jump the line which is fine because they're paying for it but um i asked i was curious on 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 um twitter i asked some collectors what their thoughts were on do you stick with PSA? Do you just kind of wait this out and wait till July? Because the interesting thing is for those LaMelo Ball Silver guys, now in the past, you probably just would have done the five-day service and you would have wanted your card to be the first on the market um, mm-hmm. for PSA, which would have been huge because that twenty-five, that, that $1,900 card I'm imagining would probably go to like the eight to $10,000 mark if it tends. Well, you don't have that option anymore. Um, and that's unfortunate, especially for the people buying in my mind, that would, that's a huge factor of getting into these boxes, um, and not buying, I'm not going to, obviously I wouldn't probably wouldn't buy a $2,000 box anyways. Um, I don't think that would go over well, but, um, you know, I I think that's a huge part when, if you do hit a monster, you're not able to flip it around right away. You either have to sell it raw or wait until July, um, to get it back. So I asked people on Twitter what their, their plans are. Um, you know, somebody says, I'm looking for value. Um, no matter what I, I, I'll just wait, um, you know, for PSA, but I also do Beckett. Um, some people say that, you know, they'll still, um, go to Beckett that there's a new thing called HGA, which there seems like there's a new, um, grading service like every day that, that some people are trying. Um, you know, basically every, every, you know, I wouldn't want anyone but PSA most trusted grading company in the game. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it's a hat tip to PSA because people do trust them and they're going to use them. And certainly they'll they'll lose some money in the next few months. But also, like, it wasn't realistic to us for to keep no. getting cards pushed back. 
And I mean, PSA's entire brand is about being the most trusted grading service, right? So, like, if they can only move as fast as they can move. And if they, it is not help them to speed up their process and decrease the quality of their work. Because, you know, at that point, like, they lose the thing that makes them the reason, you know, they lose the reason that all these people only want to go to them. So I, I, I 100% agree. I think that if you're in PSA's shoes, you have to pause and you have to just be like, all right, we have to f- fix this backlog because, you know, the excitement about sports card collecting doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. And, you know, they, they, this is not sustainable. They, they, have to, they have to get these cards that they got six months ago back to the people who sent them in. You know, so and that's that's a priority, and and then it, after this time, when you fill when you finish that backlog, then you start from zero. Maybe you can adjust your process. Maybe you just, you know, don't have this backlog anymore, and then you can kind of start um, working with new customers. But it's like if you're if you're a customer and you you know you understand holding on to your card for six months and then being able to send it in. It's a little different if it's then if you send it in and it's sitting somewhere else where you can't yeah, you know, get it for six months. So it's it's functionally it's very similar, but um I think this is actually more customer friendly um than maybe people on Twitter think. Yeah, I agree. And I don't I don't think a lot I mean, yes, it, it seems like there's a few people that responded saying like they were just in the middle of getting their collection ready to send into PSA. But I would imagine most people that are going to send cards into PSA or that had a stack ready are probably, they probably also have a bunch of cards there. Um, you know, yeah. I have some cards yeah. laying around that I wanted to send in. Um, that's fine. I'll wait. Um, you know, but you'd probably rather get your 200 cards that are there back. I'd, than and, and send in, in the last few days, I've already seen some updates like just on the back end of their, their system. And who knows if that's just, you know, for them forgetting to, they, they do that sometimes. Real go they forward. should invest in that website, I will say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, no, it'll be interesting because um, I like it, it. Also, what's the trickle down effect going to be on the card market? Because mm-hmm. I think what you're going to see is, well, a few things here. So PSA and grading, it's, um, it's such a good thing to do. I, like any collector, if you can afford it, granted now you can't do it until July, but if you can afford it, it's so huge because there's nothing else I can think of that where you can just like pay $20 to like times 10 your investment. Like, yeah. you know, you you get that Luka Doncic silver prism and you can sell it for, you know, $1,400 raw. But if it PSA 10s, it's selling for nine grand. Um, there's mm-hmm. not very many things like that in life. So... And granted, you pay money, right? Like that Mike Trout card that I'm, I sent in, like I'm going to have to pay like $250. But the goal is that it's going to be a $4,000 or $5,000 card. So like I get the frustration, but also, and, and you're paying money for them to do it. But there's not many other things in life where you can pay somewhere between 20 and $250 and just boom your 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 product. I mean, also, if your value is, if your value on your card is tied to a time window that's shorter than a couple months, you probably don't have that good of a card. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I know that there are, we talk about this a lot. We know that there are fluctuations. I know that there are, you know, certain good times and bad times to move these cards, but a Mike Trout rookie card isn't going to lose value in six months. Yeah. No, I, unless like, something crazy happens, you exactly. know, which, 
I mean, at that point, you just you can't predict that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, really, what would this all hurt was like the quick flippers, which right, um, which aren't that healthy for the yeah market slash community anyway. So I agree. I mean, <laughs> I, I've always tried to you know if I can try to cash in on one rookie or something and send in like sure eight to ten of his cards to get to PSA and like right now I have a bunch of like Kevin Porter Jr. cards um there so like yeah if they come back and like he ends his season strong in houston even though they're trash and we all know that kevin porter jr might not be a good player but there's fans that probably might think that so Mm -hmm. if all of a sudden i paid 16 dollars, i think was the price when i when i sent them in and all of a sudden it's a psa 10 and i can get those back for 30 or 40 bucks like you know that's it it is what it is but um Yeah. yeah so just keep an eye on that also like for those people that want to get cards like everybody was so nervous and so worried about cards flooding the market back from psa so this is good for that because we're gonna cert- we're gonna see those cards we're we're gonna see these cards come back right yeah um and we're gonna see them somewhat flood the market the, the ones that are at psa right now but the good news is it's gonna be a slow wave um and, and it's, you know, because in July, it's going to slow down again or whenever they accept submissions. Obviously, they're not going to be like, hey, we're going to, you know, we'll we'll take submissions when we have zero cards left. They'll be they'll do a smart, um, you know, rollout when they feel comfortable. Um, but it just seems like the market won't get flooded with a bunch of cards back from PSA. Yep. So, um, yeah, it, I mean, huge news. And I don't think um, I don't know, maybe people talked about it enough, but I didn't I didn't really see a lot of chat on it. Um Unfortunate for those who want to send cards in, but also like really, really good for everybody that has cards at PSA. Yeah. Um, Julian, that's all I have for this week. Same. Yeah. Not. We'll talk again this weekend. Yeah. Not. Um, not a whole lot. But uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for getting up in the morning. Yeah. Doing this. Um, it's also April today, which I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, April Fools. Yeah. I guess maybe that's why I got logged out of all of my accounts on my computer mm-hmm. when I woke up this morning to set up the stream. Bridget, she strikes again. I know, right? She just signed out of everything. Um, transferred classic, transferred classic all your prank. money out of your bank account. Just classic April Fool's. probably check on that one, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, thanks, man. Um, and everybody, thanks for listening. If you have any advice. Oh, one thing I did want to actually get to. Somebody asked if, um, if there were any cards um, for regionally priced boxes for starting people, people starting collecting. Mm-hmm. My advice to you would be if you can get lucky at Target, um, or Walmart, obviously that's the way to go. Otherwise, go to a hobby shop and buy their retail products. Um, don't buy their hobby because generally, when when you're trying to get into collecting, like you're going over, you're going, you're yep. trying to get those those base rookies, um, and it, it doesn't seem worth it to me to pay. You know, I think like Prism packs for twelve cards is like two hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, just wait for the retail to come out. It's going to be more expensive than it normally would, but maybe you can get lucky. So that's my advice. Yeah. Um, all right, thanks for listening, guys, and we will talk to you next week. Right.